Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. The time to waste went to the cross. Drunk for lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. for the days that we live in right now. They are exciting, but they are also confusing, Father. And we just pray in the name of Jesus that you will outpour an anointing of your Holy Spirit gift of discernment upon each of us that we are able to be, uh, to, to some degree, to be able to discern our way through all the mass confusion that is happening on a global level and anchor ourselves in your scripture, understanding at least to some degree where we are amidst the Olivet Discourse and the things that we know are coming upon this earth. We praise you, Father. God, for the, the prophecies, the dreams, the visions that we've been able to latch on to and verify from multiple sources over the last, well, in some cases, more than 100 years, and, and map back to the Bible, Father, because we can hold on to those and, and have at least some level of confidence that they are, in fact, going to come true. We do not know when. We praise you, Father God. We, we, we adore you for your mercy does endure forever, and if it wasn't for your incredible mercy and loving kindness, Father, many of us may not have, may not even be here right now to for the you know to, to, to even be offered the opportunity to confess of our sins before you and to be in a continuous state of confession and a continuous state of sanctification and a continuous state of your grace and mercy that so many people father God across the world do not even know exist and we pray father in the name of Jesus that the people that do not know the people that might meet with uh, dire circumstances in short notice uh, you know with the dynamics that are happening across the globe right now are and really they're happening all over the place it's not just about russia and the ukraine but it's all it, it a bit while it seems like it it is it, you know from 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 a news standpoint father we understand that people are dying all over the world uh that there are still you know many people that are dying uh from uh you know the, the bioweapon poisoning deaths uh you know and and never had the protection of the blood of the lord jesus upon them uh father we know that there are many suffering blood clots and are many many 
very, very otherwise healthy individuals that are still to this day dropping dead with no direct connections back to the evil that was uh, launched against uh, the world um, in the form of this incredibly sickening bioweapon from some of the most seeding entities that have ever walked this earth, Father. And we, But yet at the same time, we are to praise you in all things, and we recognize that this, all these things are strong indicators of, of the season that we are in right now. Father, we praise you for helping us not to, to forget and to, to lose sight of, of, the, of the tens of millions of animals that have died because of the electromagnetic interference, if you will, associated with what's going on with Planet X and, and, and its existence it, within, most likely within. Clearly, some of the planets are within our solar system, and it, and it is highly likely that uh, by now, even the brown dwarf itself may be approaching or being pretty close, at least close enough to cause uh, elliptical orbits, um, certainly proven by uh, laser systems that have, that have passed uh, peer reviews of, of Cornell uh, University and are still published out there. Father, we understand the things that are happening across the earth, the, the incredible uh, and unbelievable uh, intensity of the summers, the unbelievable intensity of the winters, the unbelievable intensity of the volcanic eruptions that are happening, the, the uh, earthquake data that has been suppressed uh, under the pretense that it would cause people to become um, fearful for, for no apparently good reason. It's just all a bunch of lies. We understand that we are submersed in a world that is so full of lies and deceptions and misunderstandings and just horrible situation. It really is. Uh, even amidst the body of Christ, that Father, we just give you all the praise and glory. We thank you for the days that we are in right now. We thank you for helping to open our eyes over 11 years ago. We praise you, Father, for keeping things you know, moving forward to some degree, we don't understand, uh, you know, exactly how all of these things interplay. We can theorize about it until we're blue in the face. We we don't want to lose sight of uh, the dynamics that are happening around Israel right now and uh, the laser systems that they have uh, set up uh, as part of the Iron Dome uh, on the on their borders to protect even further, uh, you know, their their area and and, and the Iran, uh, you know, uh, the the many 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 different countries that are still working hard toward. Uh, reestablishing an Iran uh, nuclear agreement, which would be far less uh, effective than the one that was in existence prior, which of course has Israel on guard. Father God, we have so many things that are happening on a dyna- on a, in an end times dynamic across the world. We just we, we praise you for that, Father, because it's so easy to get to to, to be tricked by uh, the sleight of hand, the 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 satanic sleight of hand that that occurs quite frequently while we're looking to the left. Some really horrible is happening to the right and we just praise you father god for keeping us awake and aware on the edge of our seats on our knees with our thorn in the flesh if that is what is required and and in a continuous state of refinement through the refiner's fire father in the name of jesus don't let one of us miss the barley harvest if it if it were to approach and be and may perhaps even uh, come upon us uh, earlier than we anticipate we praise you for helping us to be aware of where the where uh, where we most likely are in the scriptures 
and um, we embrace it. We stand uh, by your word. We thank you for revealing, uh, you know, the the, uh, the the unbelievably voluminous information, not only prophetic dreams and visions that has existed now for wow over ten years, that still to this day strongly indicate that uh, Obama, born in the land of the Anubian pharaohs, indeed a Muslim, uh, you know, with all the Christian authors that have written about the rise of the Muslim Antichrist, the the all the things that indicate that he will be eventually incar- have Satan incarnate within him. Uh, his, even his inaugural speech was in the Denver Broncos stadium in a mock-up of the, Zeus, the Temple of Zeus. Father, we praise you for helping us not to forget these things, for being at the ready, and we, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will continue to protect our jobs, protect us in a manner that we are able to continue to serve you, Father, and that we will continue also in accordance with your guidance and your commandments in the Word to not forget to pray for our fellow brothers and sisters and spend that extra time in that secret place of the Most High. Glory be to you, Father. Thank you for your mercy. Your mercy does endure forever. Thank you, Jesus, for your continued advocacy and lifting us up and steadying our path on on that narrow path as we struggle to get through each day, in in many cases, uh, uh, dealing with the various, well, in some cases, direct attacks against ourselves through our families and through other uh, dynamics in our lives. And we just praise you, Father, for the time that we do have to, to get on our knees, the times that we are able to wake up earlier in the morning and spend that 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 complete silent time in the darkness, focusing on you with tears coming out of our eyes, fervent prayers that are powerfully heard by the throne room. We thank you, Father God, for the ability for some of us to be able to speak in tongues and bypass the hindering of the demonic realm. And we thank you, Father, for the days that we are in right now. May we be, may we be ready through the presence of your holy fire and divine protection for the days that are ahead. And and emotionally protected by the presence of the Holy Spirit as the days grow even darker. And to him, our Lord Jesus, who was able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless someday before your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. And we can't wait for that moment. And to you, Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Let me 
Jesus. Kids, I can't forget you, but we do have a lot to cover tonight. We, for, you know, we'll, 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 I'll tell you what. Kids, I can't leave you out of the show tonight. I just can't do it. I, I, I know. I know. I know. The whole world is blowing up and everything's going crazy. I mean, what, when, 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 when we get a pause in the labor banks... Yeah, it doesn't last very long anymore. So that's good. You know, that's good. We, gotta, we just got to praise God for that because, you know, there's so many people that just don't see it. I, I have conversations on a daily basis with people that are definitely awake, but they don't see it. Um, it usually has to do with just crummy upbringing and exposure to stuff in their Christian walk over the years that has misled them in certain areas of their understanding of the Bible and things like that. And I, I'm not going to get into it because there's so many different versions of it. And, oh, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that. You know, I can even say to the individual, well, you know, that person, you know, that person's been on our show. And did you also know that that person said that they talked to Jesus and Jesus, you know, and then Donald Trump is going to be back in the White House in a week from now and was, has been wrong like 50 times. So you'd think it eventually, you know, but no, no, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. But there comes a point where, you know, I'm just like, okay, this person's obviously not hearing from the Lord. Now the Lord doesn't, you know, Lord, Lord is not a man that he should lie. Now, Lord, you know, anybody who says they're meeting with Jesus and then comes out and tells everybody uh, on their YouTube channel that, uh, you know, Donald Trump's going to magically show up in the uh, Oval Office in the next two weeks, you know, and and then they say it again and then again and then again. And I met with Jesus and then again and then again and again. And I met with Jesus and I'm like, you're not meeting my Jesus because my Jesus wouldn't say those things. Oh, but, you know, I, what can you say? Anyway, kids, back to you. You're here. What's important? All right, because we got a lot of spooky, weird, you know, end times. But that's good. You know, that's good. It keeps us on our keeps us keeps us in the secret place of the Most High. Keeps us uh, with our thorn in the flesh and keeps us on our knees, which is where we need to be. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, kids. Why did the kangaroos stop drinking coffee? Why did the kangaroos stop drinking coffee? Think really hard. Because he got too jumpy. <laughs> you know, kangaroo, jumpy, you know, that kind of, okay. All right, that works out pretty good. All right, praise God for that. Hey, kids, how about this? Why do we tell actors to break a leg? Why do we tell actors to go break a leg? Because every play has a cast. <laughs> you know, break a leg, cast, all that kind of, he goes. Okay, hey. All right. Praise God. All right. One more, kids. I'm really good at sleeping. You're really good at sleeping because you can do it with your eyes closed. (laughs) What do you think, kids? Uh, Hey, three in a row. Three in a row. Praise God for that because we sure need a little bit of that. Hey, you know, I was looking into the demographics again. You know, I was thinking to myself, man, how many Generation Zers are there out there? 
because it's kind of creeping me out. When I really start thinking about, you know, the very fact that we have an entity that actually, it might even be human, but I don't know. There's no way to tell for sure. But, like, what is, you know, who would vote for AOC? And why is that person still there? You know, but then again, Biden is in the presidency. So that speaks volumes of how bad the situation is. Don't get me going on the on the head guy for the Department of Energy that looks like he fell off the Obama homosexual secret meetings in the White House bandwagon somewhere with him and Michael. And goodness gracious knows what kind of evil was going on in the West Wing. But anyway. And, we, and and I hope hopefully by now, folks, you realize that Obama's wife is not female, if you know what I mean. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, without getting all that creepy, but listen to this. So I was thinking to myself, you know, generations, years, millennials, you know, and I thought to myself, well, who, what group is my daughter belong to? And then what I did was I went out and, you know, once I got a feel for the demographics and the raw numbers of how many of them are in that, you know, that demographic age range. You know, of course, I also learned there's a Boomer One group, which is the what I was referring to as the World War gener- World War Two post World War Two generation. Those are the ones that are where my sisters come from, uh, and of course, they their way of thinking about things is very very different than the way I think about things because I kind of you know I got raised in the Boomer Two group, which was you know the uh, the Jane Fonda you know uh, you know uh, Kent State group if you will you know the ones that were more, much more rebellious and suspicious of the of the uh, of the government for good reason, obviously. <laughs> okay, but anyway, um, I started looking at all the den- and oh, by the way, they've already got queued up the word Generation Ayers or whatever because they're you know they're at the Zers, so then they're going to go back to Generation A if we even get that far, which it doesn't look like we might not. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But anyway, um, uh, you know, and man, folks, you know, we don't. I don't think we realize. You know, one of the things that I did was I was searching. I wanted to know what, like I would type in, I, I'm pretty good at, you know, computers, you know, for obvious reasons. And, and, I, and, I, um, and I know how to hack Google. I don't mean hack Google, like I'm hacking Google.com or something. But I know how, there's actually books on Google hacking. And there's techniques that you can use to, to get results that are pretty advanced. But anyway, without going into all the details, I, I you know, I was looking into um, like, what do the Generation Zers think? How do they live? What are, What is their general, you know, what, what are, if, if there was a body of behaviors and things that they embraced as being normal, part of the American lifestyle, whatever the case is, what is that? And how is it a danger to us? You know, how many of us have a Gen Z or living in the house? It's going to turn on us. You know, you know, the whole, you know, everything that Jesus warned us about. Right. It's coming. It's coming real fast. And I've seen and experienced some of that. I've had people email me and, you know, tell, oh, my gosh, my kids and, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I've uh, strongly counseled people over text messenger and emails and things like that. Listen, if I was you, I'd shut up. Shut up. 
oh, you know, but this and oh, you know, but that. I'm like, oh, you know, you better be quiet. Because once you do your your demographics homework and you understand what the millennials think, and when you understand what the extras think, when you understand what the Zers think, and whatever the case is, and why they skip why? I don't know why. Why do they skip why? I don't know. Kids, do you know why they skip why? I don't know why. The generation wires. Can you imagine that? But anyway, listen to this. Before we get into the main body of the news, which is coming right up, I just wanted you to hear this. This was one of the last things sent over the wall to me by um, Sister Vera up in in, uh, in Canada, which just, just got released uh, from the Emergency Powers Act, which had them under a state of martial law, which is a lot more serious than most Canadians understand, obviously. Um, and um, uh, But anyway. Um, Trudeau let him go off the hook. We'll get to that in a second. But I didn't think he was going to. As a matter of fact, my, my hunch was that Trudeau would hold on to the power of the Emergency Powers Act, which is a which is total martial law, really. Um, uh, which was, to my utter absolute astonishment, but probably for all the wrong reasons. You know, I, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, but um, you know, we really when you look at the things that have happened with the United States Supreme Court, some of the voting and all, man, there are so many government agencies and entities and members of parliament, they call them MPs and all this kind of blah 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 blah. Government officials, leaders of states, you know, all over the world that are part of the global satanic crime syndicate. And we don't have any way of knowing exactly which ones are under the complete control of the Klaus Schwab's of the world or, and, the, and the, ultimately the queen of the queen and, you know, some of the other, you know, covert shape-shifting reptilian entities that are essentially part of the board of directors of Satan himself. Okay, so it gets really – there is a hierarchy, a pecking order, and it is pretty doggone evil, and it is very pervasive. It is all over the world. Um, but when you – you know, so when you really do a little bit of digging about the different generations that we're surrounded by now, folks, is downright scary. And I had to like really watch myself because sometimes I just get chatty, you know, with people that I, you know, I think I just look at everybody as friends and I get a little too trusting. And I really think we need to be looking over our shoulders now because uh, we are in a time, you know, um, I don't know if you read the Fox's Book of Martyrs or not, but just be advised. Um, uh, uh, Timothy, Paul's understudy, who was uh, essentially put, you know, for lack of a better term, in charge of the Church of Ephesus. Okay, t- the reason why Timothy died is Timothy got so sparked up over the this pagan parade that was happening uh, outside of, I guess, his residence or wherever. It, they, they, back then, they didn't actually have a church building. Okay, that's just not how it was. It was more like the way that the Amish work today. But anyway. Um, um, but Timothy got so, you know, fired up about a, a pagan parade, he went right out in the middle of the pagan parade and started rebuking them, you know, and rebuking them and telling them a thing or two, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. And I I, th- I think to myself, you know, now they beat him to death. It took him a, a while to die of his internal injuries. So he suffered pretty horribly. But, you know, I wonder to myself if Timothy were able to rethink that how much more good he might have been able to do for the kingdom if he had maybe reconsidered that particular choice that evening. I, you know, These are the kinds of things that we have to think to ourselves as we enter into the days that we're going into, and praise God that we have the vision. That, that we do have the understanding that we do have the, um, the the consideration of these various generations that are around us and 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 hopefully while 
they're doing the sleight of hand and the world domination and the Klaus Schwab thing and all the other creepy crawly stuff that's going on on a global level right now in preparation for the destruction of the United States, which is their ultimate goal, which because, you know, that's the Phoenix bird. That's the symbolism of the Phoenix bird and the, and the new Atlantis and Sir Francis Bacon from the 1600s. I mean, they've been planning this a long time. The United States was not founded on Christian principles like a lot of people think it was. It just happened to be part of the whole setup and everything of the original Virginia company, uh, you know, but, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but I could hook you up with DVDs and, you know, you would one watch of those DVDs and you would be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And I understand there are people out there that are, you know, were born, you know, they've got about 10 years on me from my sister's generations. They got 20 years on me and they come from the, you know, um, uh, you know, pledge of allegiance generation and everything. And so that's just kind of how they were raised. And so they can't help it. That's just how they think, you know, and they were programmed from very young age that this is just kind of how it was, and they accepted it. But like I said, I'm from the Jane Fonda era. You know, I, I, I was I was three miles from Three Mile Island, and to this day, I can see my hand glowing green in the middle of the night. I'm kidding. Thank you, Jesus. All right, but anyway, um, so listen to this. This kind of caught my attention. So I'm going to go ahead and zoom in on this, and let's go ahead and hit the stinger for the news, and we'll just go ahead and hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. So I can like read the headline and everything. But instead, I'll just tell you what happened. This is a wake-up call. Now, remember, pretty much the whole nation's eyes are focused on, you know, whatever their choice of news media is, because everybody's waiting for Russia to attack the Ukraine, which could happen. Very well might, under the circumstances. Many believe so. Anyway, um, and quite frankly, if it was me and I was Putin, I'd probably consider doing it um, just because I know what NATO's up to. But anyway, all that being said, uh, you know, and even Trump, by the way, uh, congratulated Putin and said that his his strategy to deal with the problem in the Ukraine is essentially genius and that the problem never would have occurred if he was still in office, which, by the way, I do believe that as a fact. Uh, somebody's got to be pumping the Ukraine. So, you know, look, look, we know about the Hunter Biden thing. We know about all that stuff. We know them about them being in bed and controlling that comedian that is running their country right now and is probably pooping his pants, as, you know, and so anyway, it's, and, and somebody's got to be pumping them full of all kinds of am, ammunition and money and stuff because they can't bombard Donetsk and, and Lugansk or whatever. They, they can't do it. It's, it. it's very, very expensive to wage that kind of a campaign. Over 700,000 moms and dads and children had, went fled for their lives from Donetsk, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Donbass, uh, into, uh, um, um, you know, uh, into Russia, running for their lives. They're getting slaughtered. So somebody's behind that, and somebody is funding that, and uh, got, I'll give you three guesses, <laughs> okay? All right. Well, anyway, so but I wanted to share this with you just to keep you in tune with how bad the rest of the situation is that we're, we may be losing touch with. The whole – you know, I, I – the company that I work with is very large, and it's got a very, very big, big – I don't like this. Okay, I don't like this. I like working for a much more mature group of people. 
that's just how I've always been very fortunate in that regard. But my company has gotten very large, and that means they have lots of young people from Generation Z and Generation X and blah, 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 and that kind of thing. And now it's a dangerous place, you know, if you know what I mean. Okay, thank you, Jesus. All right, so anyway, um, so listen to this. So basically, there's a group of people that met in the library in Providence, Rhode Island. They got together, a handful of people, and they were in the library taking turns reading from the Communist Manifesto. Now, who in the world would do that? You guessed it. <laughs> the Gen Zers, the AOCers, you know, all these, you know, they want everything. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Their ignorance is so astonishing. But you know what? We knew and all of us should have known that the breakdown of the educational system of the United States of Babylon the Great has been occurring now for over 70 years. Okay, and if we are unaware of that, when we, are, we haven't been paying attention. Period. All right. So anyway, so all that being said, we're surrounded by some that are really, 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 really dorked up really bad. And I'm talking about millions and millions of them. Okay. Now then. So while these people were in the Providence, Rhode Island community library, taking turns reading from the Communist Manifesto on Monday night. A bunch of other people somehow found out that they were doing it. And I'm going to play the audio of what happened. All right, ready, get set, and here we go. What's the problem? Okay, so essentially a group of neo-Nazis gathered outside of the Providence, Rhode Island public library while this group of freaky deaky generation scary-ers were getting together reading from the communist and folks think about it there are millions of them aoc is one of them people are beginning voted into the government there are people wearing like you know <laughs> arab clothing <laughs> okay this is bad it's i I personally believe this country is irrecoverable. I don't care if Trump t took the office for the nut 16 more years. I don't think it would ever be – I just don't think he can pull it back. I don't, it's too far gone. Anyway, so I wanted you to be aware of that because now we're going to go into the rest of the more uh, – let's call it the more obvious. And Oh, by the way, does anybody know who Aaron Burnett is? made angry because suddenly she's not sitting beside her desk. She's wearing like a parka and she's <laughs> out in the field uh, doing like a on the, on, on you know, live at, at the scene of the Ukraine kind of a report. So she must've made somebody really mad, but anyway, okay. uh, but you know, but anyway, um, but let's go ahead and move into the rest of the news. Here we go.
right, praise God. Listen to this. Here we go. Oh, oh, that works just fine. Oh, I um, my soundboard got a little rearranged. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Al Jazeera reports, and of course you got to sample the news from all over the world in order to get the whole story. Otherwise, you're going to get you know whatever. So anyway, um, this particular report says headline: Putin orders Russian forces to Ukraine revelry. So this is going back like a couple, you know, a couple of days. Um, most of us probably by now are relatively somewhat aware of what is going on. If you have been watching, if you are a fan of Fox News, which is uh, the lesser of two evils to some extent, um, then uh, you are fully aware. Well, actually, if you watched either one of the mind control slave mainstream media outlets with Rupert Murdoch, a shape-shifting reptilian as a uh, you know, major you know co-owner of uh, News Corp now, Fox News. Make no mistake, you are being mind controlled with both of them. Okay, period. End of story. Uh, and well, anyway, I'm not. But I just wanted you know wanted to introduce with that, and then we'll move into the rest of it. It kind of tells a story. I tried to arrange these headlines to tell the story as best as possible for those of you who may have been at work and uh, you know not really following along or able to follow along with the things that are, have been happening all day long, getting worse and worse and worse. Next up. Okay, United States warns full-scale invasion of the Ukraine could be imminent. Now, they have been beating this thing into people's heads all day long. I'm just here to tell you. Okay, uh, I, I um, for what it's worth, here in the Golden GIB studios, when I work during the day for my day job, when there is a, you know, a massive threat of a major end times event occurring, I have two monitors running. I want, you know, they're just little, you know, monitors, they're monitors. And I run, you know, and on the left side, I have CNN for the left, and then on the right side, I have Fox for the right, although there really isn't a lot of difference between the left and the right for anybody who gets a clue. But anyway, um, so the next headline up is, again, um, and I'll just go ahead and, 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 and add to this and let you know that on both networks all day long, they have been pummeling the audience with imminent invasion, imminent invasion, imminent invasion. And they've even showed, you know, like maps of where all – and they, they uh, on Fox, they did an interesting little thing with um, maps showing um, where the Russian troops were at with red dots, uh, you know, in, Be- in Belarus, which is the, you know, Russian – counterpart country uh, that's very Russian friendly. Uh, it's it, it called Belarus, but really it might as well be Russia. Uh, uh, it's it, north of the Ukraine. Well, anyway, so, but they showed, you know, the progression. They showed, um, you know, where the Russian troops were in December and then where were they in January and now where are they in February? And it was, was actually pretty convincing. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But again, uh, you know, and I've had some conversations with some pretty smart people, one person in particular who is actually Ukrainian of descent, and he had some very interesting thoughts about it. He actually believes that, that Putin's going to go ahead and, you know, close the deal and take take over the Ukraine. That's his thoughts, but we don't know. We're going to have to wait and watch and see. All right. Next one, next one up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Germany halts the Nord Stream 2, and Russia responds with a stark warning. Now, you have to think about this from when you think about this from the from the view of the ISS space station. When you realize that the the end game is to collapse the global government and ultimately cause World War III to start, which, by the way, is preceded probably on relatively short notice by a global financial collapse. Now then, let's review 
a shape-shifting reptilian entity in a geriatric body that's under the mind control of the future Antichrist, Obama, who's a homosexual, just like the Bible says, who gave his inaugural speech inside the Temple of Zeus, inside the Broncos Stadium, which is located by the Denver airport. Please, please, I mean, for crying out loud, how can we forget these things? Okay, he was the only president of the United States that was ever taken on a tour of the Pyramid of Giza, and he even made comments about some of the carvings looking like him inside of the doggone thing. He was born, Barry Satoro, in the, in the land of the Nubian pharaohs to a Kenyan father, and, and his mother was a white woman that worked for, for a CIA front called the Ford Foundation in Indonesia. There's pictures all over the internet of him being a Muslim, and if you go into any Christian bookstore, you will find at least a half a dozen books written by various authors about the, the rise of the Muslim Antichrist. For crying out loud, how can anybody question it? But maybe I'm wrong. If I am, I don't know. If I am, I'm just, I, what am I going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do with myself. Maybe we'll just play like, you know, Britney Spears songs or something. <laughs> kidding. No, I'd read, much rather do uh, Donnie and Marie, uh, you know, but anyway, uh, like we did back in 2016. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, uh, so think about it. Look at it from high, 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 high up. Shape-shifting reptilian gets placed in the office of the presidency, barely able to speak, getting injections of Ritalin with doctors following him around so they can actually speak coherently for a few minutes be- between, you know, bowel movements. Okay, you've got, you've got Obama, who openly admitted, uh, you know, on international news that he would love to continue to manage the United States of America as a proxy behind the scenes by whispering commands into the ears of somebody that, was do- that would do his bidding. Well, guess what? Bingo! Ding, 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 ding. I mean, it doesn't get any more obvious than that, and we're there. Okay, now, now the first thing that happens is now Trump establishes, uh, you know, the United States gets completely energy independent. We start to sell oil to other countries. Our oil reserves are going through the roof. The coal, uh, you know, uh, 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 manufacturing companies are now, um, you know, doing some work to, you know. Deal with what they have to deal with, but nevertheless, they were restored. Everything was uh, hunky dory, essentially. Uh, now, granted, he did do some things that were not, you know, globally very smart, which you know are hurting us right now. And he also was responsible for Operation Warp Speed, which you know, kind of like you know, and also the creation of the of the largest murdering, the, the largest collection of murder machines that have ever been made in the history of the world, that make Auschwitz look like it was. I mean. Really, when you think about it, that you know, he he's very happy to tell everybody about how he got everybody making, you know, uh, ventilators. Now, is it because he's dumb as a thumbtack? Maybe it is. I mean, some people are financially very smart and their heart is in the right place, but at the end of the day, they can't put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich together to save their lives. I've worked with people like that. There are a lot of people out there that are. Because remember, you know, even Trump wanted to go ahead and kind of rat Obama. I don't know if you remember this, but he tried to come out and rat Obama out with the birther thing. And then he had people whispering in his, be be quiet. Don't say the birther thing. Be quiet. Be quiet. You'll never get elected for the president. So anyway, you know, again, you know, who knows? All right. So anyway, but look at it from high up level. Obama Biden comes in wipes out the United States energy system. They literally were going to cut off all oil to the United States. But there was a humongous outcry 
when Biden went after the second pipeline, which I forget what it was called. It's kind of irrelevant. There's two major ones. He cut off the first one, then he went and he was going after the second one, and then at the very last minute they stopped him, which is lucky for us at the moment. Although right now it's uh, gasoline is six dollars and fifty cents a gallon in Las Vegas, and the national average is four fifty nine and climbing. A lot of people have, are facing uh, uh, grocery bills that have more than doubled. Um, I, I'm not going to use examples, but it, it is bad. And a really good way to show the love of Jesus, if you are blessed with a job, is to, hey, you know, if you're one of those people that goes out and shops and stuff like that, go out look. Look for people uh, and, that you can help, and just be sure you let them know that this is from Jesus. You'll make them cry. You may change your eternity, too. Praise God. So, again, Obama Biden destroys the United States' energy independence, completely eradicates it. And then, through this orchestrated thing that's going on over in Ukraine— Essentially, the certification for the Nord Stream 2 oil, or I'm sorry, gas pipeline that's supposed to go into Germany. Germany's, well, well, Putin's doing all this bad. But see, you've got to understand, they're all part of the global satanic crime syndicate, right? So, but you don't know who's who for sure, you know? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you do. All right. So anyway, so the big picture here is global financial collapse. And World War III, that's the big picture. While everybody's focusing about, oh, no, the Russians are going to attack the Ukraine. What does that mean? Thinking that, like, NATO is going to do anything. Like, forget it. No way. No way. As a matter of fact, I read an article just today that, that said, is NATO um, obsolete? Is NATO impotent? And it gave so many examples of how NATO looks good on paper, but in reality, it's kind of like, oh, goody, goody, we have United Nations troops here. To, I mean, have you ever seen Hotel Rwanda, the movie that was the actual documentary of what actually happened in uh, during the uh, um, Rwanda massacre? We actually had um, uh, Peter Hammond uh, 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 on, on the show at one time a ways back, and he was there. He was at the Rwanda massacre. Yeah. Two T's versus the – forget the other group. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Very real, very creepy, very horrible. And the United Nations troops basically did nothing. So anyway, um, anyway, it's just unbelievable. So, um, you know, those who don't know their history or what? Doomed to repeat it, right? Amen. All right, but look at things from up high. Look at things from the throne room's view. Okay, so again, another report here says, correctly so, Nord Stream 2, why Russia's pipeline to Europe divides the West. Okay, so again, um, this, if this doesn't complete, this is bad stuff. This is, this is the kind of stuff that can lead to global war. But again, that's what they're trying to invoke ultimately. Um, but they, you know, the, they, we don't know, what, you know, they may be shifting their plans. They may be like have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, plan D. I mean, whatever the case is. I even had somebody ask me today, why does it seem like, you know, there, you know, there, there's all these, you know, agreements and disagreements and agreements and disagreements. And I, I was trying to explain to him that there's, well, there's different factions of the Illuminati. You got the Ling family in China. You got the Romanovs in Russia. You got, you know, and then, and then you have the, the, the World Economic Forum coming out and publicly stating now the elites are finally getting along, but all of the underlings that we control don't like us anymore. <laughs> like, like, like we ever did. It, it, it's a matter of ignorance versus awareness. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. 
Amid massive cyber attack on the United uh, on the Ukraine, the United States warns of Russian invasion within within 48 hours. Of course, that's supposedly time. It is now 4 a.m. in Moscow, and it is now about you know it's 10 minutes to 4 a.m. in Moscow, and about 10, uh, 20, you know roughly the same, uh, you know, give or give or take maybe 12 minutes before uh, at in uh, uh, the Ukraine. So they're sweating bullets. All right. Well, anyway, praise God. So then in the middle of all of this stuff, all right, and hold on a second. I want to keep the uh, the uh, end of the world monitors operating here. And unfortunately, because I'm using these apps with uh, Amazon Fire Sticks, I have to occasionally press the button or they try to cut me off, which I dislike passionately. Anyway, praise God. So the next headline is Zelensky, the comedian who was placed in charge of the Ukraine. Kids, is that funny? And I do mean placed in charge. Um, Zelensky comes forward, and uh, Sputnik News puts it up. Breaking news. Zelensky says that the Ukraine is now ready for talks with Russia in various formats. So after all this to do, to, to do and all this, and, you know, Aaron Burnett, you know, wearing a frosty cold coat because <laughs> they rarely pull a bet you know a, a person has their own show and like say oh by the way you're flying to the uk i mean <laughs> who knows so whatever so um anyway uh i'm just going to go ahead and read this to you what's interesting about this claim that uh you know Zelensky wants to talk to russia is that he said and i quote today i requested a phone conversation with the president of the russian federation and the result was silence. Okay. And then it, the, the report goes on to explain that uh, uh, Dennis uh, Pushelin uh, of the DPR, which is one of the areas that Putin's in there already helping out, they had over an evacuation of over 700,000 residents that had to run for their lives and head into Russia. Well, what would you do if you were Putin? I know what I do. And by the way, I guess not so, so surprisingly, although that you know CNN is just having a fit over it. Of course, um, the the headline reads as follows: Trump praises Putin for his move into the Ukraine, calling it genius. And then, of course, going on uh, to, later toward the end, he says, he says, Trump also declared that Putin has the strongest peace forces I've ever seen. So he's, um, he's making the implication that uh, Putin is a genius and that it's the strongest, quote, peace force he's ever seen with more army tanks that he's ever seen. And he goes on to say that if he had been left in the office, this never would have happened, which, by the way, is exceedingly likely. The question is, does Putin actually pull back after all this? <clears throat> and he isn't responding to Zelensky at all. All right, next one up. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The United States warns of possible cyber attacks on banks, power plants, water treatment facilities, and communications by Russia after Putin and his cronies were hit with sanctions uh, after the Ukraine you know, invasion plan or whatnot. You know? So, again, the claim is the claim – because we're surrounded by false flag attacks everywhere. We can't believe a thing. We don't even know who's, you know, it's crazy. So, again, to, to you know, they're claiming that Russia was attacking, you know, cyber attacking the Ukraine government and cyber attacking their banking systems. Um, was it? Was it the was it Russia that did that? 
Now, of course, you know, you ask any of these meatheads that are, you know, it's like they don't understand. They don't get how it works. But that's okay. Whatever. Um, so, of course, naturally, um, you know, the entities that run this government are out there telling everybody, well, you know, we better watch out because Russia might attack us and take down our grid or something. Well, you know what? How do we know it's Russia? You know, there was a major, uh, you know, uh, it had to do with when Hillary was uh, doing the creepy, weird stuff that she was doing with her top secret server out of her house that she never got in trouble for and never will. Okay. And when that and when when the information leaked out, uh, they were blaming it on this country, blaming it on that country, blah, 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 blah. But what was really fascinating is there was this guy who was a cybersecurity expert who actually tracked the communications. Now, how he pulled it off, I'm not exactly sure, but I think he had a bot on a system where he was able to see what was going on. And he tracked it back to guess what? He tracked it back to Langley. And I said, aha, because that's exactly how it works. But anyway, you kind of got to know how it works, you know, and then you're like, you're kind of suspicious, you're kind of suspicious of it. And then somebody comes along and they happen to know because they have the data. I think it was, I think he was able to get a hold of some log files and, and do some, you know, tracking and trace routes and whatever the case was. And he was like, aha, aha, it tracks back to Langley. But anyway, whatever. Um, you know, when Schwarzschild was a genius when he came out with, you know, uh, InfoWars, you know, did, did you know that there was a guy named by the name of Win Schwarzschild back in like 1995 who wrote a book called Information War? <laughs> I mean, like, wow. Anyway, praise God. I actually have it in my collection. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Russia has nearly all forces in place for a large scale invasion of the Ukraine defense officials update. And of course, listen, you know, I mean. No surprise, right? <clears throat> now listen to this. Praise God. Listen to this. Canada is sending troops to Russia's border. Ottawa follows the United States lead with sanctions against Russia and the deployment of more soldiers to Latvia. And I think to myself, hey, <laughs> they follow the United States lead? <clears throat> Boy, we must be really close to martial law here. In this country, really close because Trudeau's little practice session with his what did they call green vest or whatever they call them? They, they, a lot of the Canadians don't even realize that they have a specialized police force that they muster during uh, what they call their Emergency Powers Act, and they actually have green vests. They're green bulletproof vests. And, and no, no, they're not United Nations troops. If, if they're United Nations, they, United Nations flies their flag. They fly their – UN is on the outside, the blue. They, they make a big to-do about the fact that it's the United Nations. They make no – there's no secret in the United Nations. They are in your face totally. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Britain warns of Russia Today ban. So the question is, will we even be able this, – will this program even be able once this is all said and done? We don't know what the outcome is going to be. Uh, if Trump's attempt to – <laughs> you know, pat Putin on the back and say, uh, way to go. You're the greatest peacekeeper ever. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, so I, I, if this does move forward, boy, oh boy, would this be, you know, Klaus Schwab's, you know, the Committee of 300, um, you know, the Tavistock Institute, the Bohemian Grove, you know, the Bilderberg. I mean, this would be a total dream come true for all of them. 
And it might jettison us pretty quickly into the third seal, which is a big deal for those of us looking to get off this alien demon-infested rock. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. All right. So we might lose uh, – the warning there is we may lose uh, connectivity. We may lose our ability to see what's actually going on and only be able to watch. <sighs> At that point, I think I don't know what I'm going to do. If they if they start filtering the Babylon the Great's um, internet feeds and blocking stuff, I mean it's bad enough that they got the social media doing what they're doing. But if they start cutting this off from you know any source of any form of somewhat remotely trustworthy ability to be able to correlate the news from multiple places across the world, well, you know. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, just sit here and go, uh, hey, everybody, it's the end times here. Uh, you better watch out. <laughs> no, I think, I don't know. I don't think it's going to get, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't think anybody knows what to think right now. We're just got to wait and see. Maybe what, maybe Trump's compliment to Putin was the most strategically genius thing that has occurred in the last, what, year? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. But just so you know, they are still reporting effervescently <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere I look, reports. Wall Street Journal, Ukraine shifts to war footing, proclaiming a state of emergency. Kiev braces for Russian offensive as soon as tonight, Wednesday night. Well, it's now 4 a.m., 3.57 a.m. in Moscow, 2.57 a.m. in Kiev. I don't know. But a lot of wars, a lot of, uh, you know, Blitzkrieg type events will oftentimes occur really, really early in the morning. And if they have and if they truly are deeply embedded with cyber bots in the um, SCADA systems of the uh, power grid of the Ukraine, they can literally take the entire government down and it would just be a humongous blackout countrywide. And then. I mean, they don't even have to do like a shock and awe. They don't have to blow up or bomb anything to take their communication systems down. I mean, they would just literally have a big blackout, and they just walk right on in there, and everybody would wake up in the Ukraine and go, wow, who are all those soldiers out there? And is that a tank? (laughs) So who knows? We might wake up tomorrow here in the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great and go, well, what do you know? It's now part of the Russian Federation. But maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Praise God. Next one up. Hallelujah. China slapped sanctions on the United States companies over Taiwan arms deal. Lockheed Martin, Raytheon Technologies have drawn Beijing's ire for supplying weapons to Taipei. And then another warning from Beijing. Beijing warns in this headline that the U.S. Uh, that the United States bitter competition with China may escalate into a full-fledged confrontation. And they've come out and pretty much, you know, said, better watch out. So there's a lot of people that think that that's going to escalate into a war. And if it if it does turn into some type of a war event, then my prediction would be that um, the Obama-Biden, you know, reptilian, antichrist, LGBT, LMNOP group will basically back off and allow China to take over Taiwan, which would uh, which which would also completely cripple this country's economy, which is what they're heading for anyway. 
I mean, that's what their goal is. All right, praise God. Next one up, hallelujah. Canada's Trudeau revokes the Emergencies Act. When I found out about that, I was like, I was almost sad about it because I thought to myself, if he's maintaining martial law over Canada right now to the point where he can actually take members of parliament and throw them in jail just for, you know, whatever reason he feels like, because it ter- totally turns Trudeau into a true dictator, um, and then um, then I thought to myself, well, what would be the point of him, you know, revoking the Emergency Powers Act? Why wouldn't he just keep it into effect if they had plans of essentially instituting martial law in the United States of Babylon the Great? So I was kind of hoping things were going to accelerate and, and we'd get out of here, you know. Um, but then I saw this report that says Trudeau revoked it. And I was like, nah, dag nabbit. Uh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But for those of us who are excited about meeting Jesus and being in the marriage supper of the Lamb and getting out off this alien demon infested rock and for the possibility of, or, you know, I believe the absolute, um, uh, you know, uh, um, barley harvest, uh, first watch, Luke 12, verse 35, 36, 37. It's all in the Bible. Uh, you know, the closer we get to that, you know, the more bumpy roads that we are willing to prepare ourselves for and endure, uh, the sooner we're going to be out of here. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not saying that we're not going to go through some hard times. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Um, but, you know, the, after the third seal financial collapse, it says, you know, at the end, it says, do not harm the oil or the wine. Well, that's referring to the bride of Jesus Christ. And if, you know, if it's broken down in first watch, second watch, and third watch, it doesn't happen until Revelation 14. So those are part of this tribulation saints, all right? And um, uh, they're going to be pretty beleaguered by the time they get picked up. <laughs> they're going to be in a mess. Those, those would be the people that had the seal of God on their head and didn't get stung by the, the locust. And, oh, that's a whole other thing. I, and boy, I could talk about that for hours. But I'm just going to go ahead and just uh, lament that we haven't moved forward and see what happens tomorrow. We might wake up and, you know, nothing happened at all. All right. As a matter of fact, who knows? We might wake up tomorrow and Putin's like got the last laugh and he's kicking back with, uh, you know, whatever, uh, some vodka probably. Uh, but anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Breitbart reports 38,000 strong trucker convoy heading Friday to Washington, D.C. from Los Angeles for the State of the Union address. Oh, my goodness. Another uh, headline from Fox 5, Washington, D.C., trucker convoy aims to shut down D.C.'s Capitol Beltway this week, according to organizers. There's all, it's the same. It's, it is the total repeat of what went on up in Canada. It'll be very interesting to see what they do. I will say this. The next report is Washington, D.C., National Guard to assist the head of the trucker convoy protests. So they're, you know, we'll see what happens, but they're, it's a feeble attempt to basically put some people in military gear uh, on the freeways to kind of, you know, direct traffic and say, hey, all you truckers, you got to stay in the right lane. So stay in the right lane. Stay in the right lane. Don't hinder the D.C. traffic. You know, they've got to keep the beltway open kind of thing. We'll see if they're successful. They've also re-erected the fencing, the protective fencing, so that uh, when the shape-shifting reptilian does his, uh, you know, uh, uh, his address to the to you know the two people that are actually standing out listening to it, which will be part of his, you know, LGBT, you know, cabinet, no doubt. Uh, but the rest of who well, who's going to care? Who is going to care what that entity has to say? I mean, it just I don't know why anybody would so much as. Spend a millisecond listening to that tripe. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. 
After over two years, ministers agree to end the COVID-19 state of emergency. New restrictions put forth by governments must be approved by the Knesset. And, it's, you know, it's talking about, I mean, everybody's backing off. They're getting rid of the Green Pass in Israel. Can you believe that? Yep. No kidding. Listen to this headline. It's unbelievable. But it's not worldwide. That's the thing. It's still messed up. It's still dorked up. Listen to this. Shocking. Romania's famous football club. So you got to understand football. Football is what we call soccer. Okay. Here in the United States, Babylon. Great. All right. Well, the, the world's most watched, most revered, most followed sport ever is actually what we call soccer or football. Okay, and uh, Romania has a very, very famous football club that is known as Steva Bucharest. And it turns out, get this, that their leadership has banned any of the football players on their team, this world-famous team, that have received a vaccination. They are now officially banned from playing Football. The leader's name is Bacali. He says his reason behind the move may sound surprising to many because, according to him, vaccinating vaccinated footballers are powerless and no longer possess the strength to perform at the highest level of the game in the country. Now, if there's anybody out there that's surprised about that little tidbit then you've not been paying attention. Next one up. Growing number of experts call on the United States government to recognize natural immunity. Oh, boy. Let's just hit the – that'll happen. As long as Fauci's alive, you know, we need another – oh, for crying out loud, what's the point? Uh, Let's just move on. Supreme Court rejects bid for religious opt-out from COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Anybody who thinks that a Supreme Court of the United States of the Babylon the Great is not completely 100% owned by the global satanic crime syndicate does not get it they are (laughs) we just don't know which ones maybe all of them for all we know they might be all getting you know calls from the godfather of you know (laughs) windsor castle at two o'clock in the morning we will cut your little girl's hand off at two o'clock in the morning it's, it's not too far away from what it's like. It's very sick, twisted, evil. Oh, man, it's just awful. And then, you know, and then, of course, they have the whole Epstein thing where they lure them on there and they do things with, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then they take photographs, right? <laughs> and, you know, ask Prince, whatever his name, Prince, whatever. I don't care. I, I It's so much creepy. Hey, what's up with Bill Gates? His satanic, Satan-worshipping wife left him over Epstein for crying out loud. I guess even Satanists have limits. All right, the next one up. Six African countries to kick off. Get this. mRNA vaccine production. Oh, boy. Yup. Oh, and by the way, I think I mentioned it on the last show, but Moderna, and you can believe the others will follow, they're going to be going after all the other vaccines as well and converting them over to mRNA. Yeah, they're not giving up, folks. Yeah, it's going to get real bad. Next one up. New Uganda law to impose fines on those who refuse the COVID vaccine. And then they show the Ugandan president or whatever there. And it's like, oh, boy. So now they're attacking, you know, all the entities that uh, – anyway. Next one up. 
New York Times, the CDC is not publishing a large portion of the COVID data that it collects. Okay, where is that? Okay. You're good. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. (laughs) Right. Boris Johnson acts as COVID rules on Thursday with changes to self-isolation and testing. Boris Johnson has confirmed that the remaining COVID restriction in England, otherwise known as the UK, will be scrapped from Thursday. You know, until the next one comes. All right, next one up. Bird flu reported in multiple United States locations. Now, here's what's creepy about this. You know, pestilence, famine, all that kind of stuff, world stage, animal kills, bird flu. It's it's all over the United States right now. And there's and they're putting out warnings and saying, hey, you're not culling your chickens fast enough. And, you know, of course, it's spreading all over the place. And wow, right? Okay, so let's see where that goes. And and we don't, we're not even getting reports. I mean, we don't even get reports of a lot of, of the, these kinds of things that are happening all over the world. We're so busy watching the Ukraine right now. We're, you know, it's like there could be quadrillions of of pigs and and all kinds of you know food supplies and everything else which are gone, which I suspect is the case. But we're just not aware of it. And what's up with the ships that are still out in the ocean? They still haven't unloaded all the container ships. They got backups now in Charleston, uh, in the Carolinas. Anyway, whatever. Next one up. Should America fall, the World Economic Forum is preparing to take its place. Imagine that. It's an article that's written about what's called ESG scores. And what I find is it's very interesting how they say, should America fall, the WEF will rise in this particular article. And I thought... What do you know? Okay. Whoever wrote this article has been paying attention. Thank you, Jesus, for somebody. All right, next one up. Washington Free Beacon reports, and we're a little bit after the hour. We want to get Sister uh, uh, Diana on the on – the, and she, you know, she can run with it for as long as she wants. Um, but anyway, Washington Free Beacon reports a new Democratic bill would make tent cities permanent fixtures, according to Maryland State Bill. So in some states, they're like trying to force them to leave. In other states, they're – and I, I believe in some cases they're taking them to the FEMA camps already. Um, I've seen evidence of it actually. Um, and then um, – Yep, and so, and not, but think about this. How many millions and millions of American people, and who knows where else in the world, were given rental and mortgage forgiveness for almost, what, two years or a year and a half? But they never put provisions in the forgiveness I don't know what executive orders or whatever they were. Um, they ne- in those mandates, they never put anything in there to protect the people once it was lifted. Those people are all out in the streets now, folks. Don't tell me that anybody who was forgiven their rental payments for a year and a half that had no job and they're now all of a sudden their landlords are going ha 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 and they're running over and going you owe me $7,828.52 by the end of the week what do you think they are what do you think their kids are so it's kind of sad but Maryland state bill would prevent police from removing homeless camps from public property why do you suppose they have to do that 
for the reasons that I just gave you. Listen to this. Israel fires, fires missiles on border positions inside of Syria. They've also established new laser war equipment to subsidize the Iron Dome systems because they're expecting an attack pretty soon. And they're very concerned about the reestablishment of the Iran uh, thing, and they have every reason to be. Wildfires, unbelievable devastating death and just horrible wildfires like the ones in California are happening now in South America because, you know, the northern hemisphere versus southern hemisphere and all that. 700 trains, 136 flights are canceled due to snow apocalypse in Tokyo. Um, days after deadly storms in Dudley and unit storms. I just, I'll, I'll just cut to the chase. The United Kingdom is getting pummeled. <laughs> they, had, they had Dudley, then they had Eunice, and then they had the Franklin storm. They're all named storms. They just got pummeled one right after the other. I have a friend in, in Weymouth, um, the United Kingdom, and she was freaking out. But she does have it. Listen to this. Satanic uh, temple weaponizing United States school children in spiritual war games. A new satanic club has opened in a U.S. school for children as the satanic temple pushes back on the success of Christian good news clubs. The term spiritual warfare describes the ancient Christian war. Again, blah, 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 and explains that there was a little ditty on Fox News, and they had this person, you know, from the satanic group there, and, they, you know, they, they got to have equal time. It's very creepy. And then, you know, then Bennett is very concerned about the next Iran nuclear deal for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, because it's going to be impotent. Um, South Korea president is very concerned about North Korea doing an, a true ICBM test because, you know, after all, we're looking at the Ukraine and he wants us to look at him. And then there's other predictions that he's going to die and all this kind of stuff. And then his freaky deaky Helder Skelter sister will take over. And boy, you can believe things will get a bumpy then if they're not bumpy enough now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So hopefully that gave you a pretty good summarization of all the creepy weirdness that's going on out there right now. Well, not all of it, but what we could cram into the tiny bit of time that we had and maybe also raise your awareness to the global financial impact that is inevitable associated with these things unless Putin turns around we wake up tomorrow. It's all a thing of the past. The Germans uh, reestablished the certification of Nord Stream 2, uh, and yeah, I'll be, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Praise God. But on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Sister Diana Pulliam. She has a powerful message from one of her articles and also some things that the Lord showed her. Praise God. So here we go. God. Sister Diana, are you there? I am. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. And I'm gonna <laughs> okay. take I'm, I'm gonna take advantage of this moment to grab my little virtual folding chair and slide back into the okay. background. Wow. And let you go ahead and take the uh take take the whole circus and run with the ball. Now you, you wrote an incredible article and I am very, very very happy that you were able to join us tonight because it was anointed uh, and um, and it, it's, it's a message that people just need to hear. So thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. Oh, thank you, John. I'm so, I'm so happy um, that you invited me again. And um, I think we can all agree it's an amazing time. Um, I list, started listening in about 10, 15 minutes ago. So uh, I agree. What a time. Um, 
and I do want to share some things. Your, your audio just <laughs> dropped way down. Your audio. It just dropped like. Excuse me? Yeah, go ahead. Count the one, two, three, four, five. Talk to me. We lost one, two, you. Three, audio four, five. Okay, you oh, sound good right now. Oh, no. Yeah, no, your your audio oh. dropped down like, I don't even know, like 80%. So I don't know if you moved your phone or whatever happened, but anyway. Hold on, I just, let, me, let me make sure it's turned up. Can you hear me? Am I okay now? No, you sound beautiful right now, and you sounded great when we first okay. talked to you, but then for some reason it just okay, dropped, and I wanted to make sure you know. Okay, you're, you're back. Okay, break in, if, break in if I go out again. All right. Um, let me go ahead, though, John, and ask the Lord's hand be over what's discussed here tonight. Uh, Father, we praise your holy name, pray and yearn for your kingdom to come, for all things to be done according to your will on the earth. And thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come together like this to share the things of God. And, Lord, may the Holy Spirit touch my lips, that only what you've given be spoken. And may the ears of everyone who hears this message be touched to receive what's meant for each individual. And, Father, we ask all this in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Um, John, when I was on the program last, um, I'm, I'm looking at my little, let me pull everything over here closer. If I'm bleeding in and out, I, I might have to, it looks like it's okay here. Okay. Um, Okay, but when I was on the program last, I, I ended our time by sharing what the Lord had spoken on October 22nd, you know, when he said, you must cross over, and as I was inquiring about what I was to discuss, what the Lord wanted shared tonight, I feel led to, to first take a minute to bring out a couple things from that word so we can all start on the same reference point, because it is connected. Let me start out, um, let me pull some notes up here, but I want to speak to, the Lord I believe wants to speak to us about the things we've been going through and will be going through, as, as John was talking about just a minute ago, and he wants to encourage and lift up his people. Um, he wants to give us a glimpse of the glorious time ahead. <laughs> I'm really excited to share some of the things, though, that he's shown recently because many things are beginning to converge now, and uh, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but um, I hear a little bit of static. Uh, maybe it's just my um, earphone. Crystal, um, your clear as crystal on, on my okay. elaborate Okay, okay cool. <laughs> Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. But let me do a brief recap, and then we'll proceed. But some of you may have heard that last program in October. And and I think John titled it The Narrow Gate, you know, where the Lord had shown the parallel between when he gathered the Israelites this side of the Jordan before crossing over into the Promised Land, you know, and our time, that parallel between then and our time where God now has a people, 
you know, his remnant, the, the spiritual Israelites that are gathered at what he showed to be a narrow gate just this side of the Jordan. Now, when the Israelites were at this juncture, God told them to prepare to cross over. He told them to um, um, prepare their supplies, you know, to get their houses in order, uh, that they were going to cross over the Jordan, you know, to go into the land which the Lord their God was giving them to possess. You can read about that in Joshua, Joshua 1. And when they uh, crossed over, they'd be in innocent territory, you know, and God was giving them through Joshua at that time some very specific instructions, you know, because as he told them, they'd never passed that way before. They've never passed that way before. And it was about a month after receiving that word, you know, while I was in a time of prayer, the Holy Spirit said to me, you must cross over. So thanks, here we are. You know, we're at the same juncture, so to speak, in the spiritual sense, but we're God's people, you know, spiritual Israelites. God's called us out of this world to be a special people unto him a people who'll do his will you know and we're also being called upon to enter the camp of the enemy this time of course it's the spiritual camp of the enemy and and the battle for the souls of men you know we'll talk about that in just a second but telling us prepare to cross over okay but one of the things he stressed to me originally was that that there was fear in the camp you know, that camp that's gathered outside that narrow gate because they can't see, you know, where that narrow path leads. And uh, I think we've all experienced that. So there's a spirit of fear and anxiety trying to spread within our camp. And he told Joshua, as well as he's telling all of us throughout his word, that he would never leave or forsake them. You know, he told them to be strong. In a good courage, he said, don't be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God's with you wherever you go. So that's where I felt we needed to begin. You know, the Lord's telling his people, prepare to cross over. You know, so so if you would, hold on to that, you know, because in just a minute, you're going to see, you know, everything being tied together. But as mentioned in the beginning, the Lord wants to speak to us about some of the things we've been going through. And he wants to encourage us because he knows our frame. You know, he knows our frame. <laughs> like he knows how we tend to take anxious thought and everything. But uh, now John wanted me to talk when he contacted me about a word that the Lord gave. He, he gave that about six months ago. And um, to tell you the truth, John, it's no accident that you contacted me about this specific post because of what's been happening since and the words and visions that the Lord's given recently. You know, to me, it's amazing confirmation as I went back and looked and, and the things he's been given, giving. But uh, it shows how things are beginning to converge, okay, in general. But let me go back to... That was actually the 21st of August. Um, what happened is Norman, who's a good friend and prayer partner of mine uh, in my program, he gave me a call 
saying that the Lord had been speaking to him about the the Apostle Paul's trip to Rome, okay? And he said for some reason the the shipwreck and then the happenings on the island, you know, after that shipwreck seemed to be just standing out. They kept standing out to him as he described to him, and he wasn't quite sure why, okay? So he thought, you know, that we might, um, if he called, you know, we could pray together about it and see what the Holy Spirit might show. So now you you can read about this um, trip in Acts chapters 27 and 28, but I'll be reading, I'm going to be reading a few sections from the post, so I'm not going to leave anything out, any of the important parts out, but let me pull things up here but if you remember after being arrested in jerusalem paul ended up appealing to caesar you know so it was put on a ship to rome as we know but as they sailed towards rome the devil used everything at his disposal to stop him from arriving and think about it you know the devil didn't want jesus being preached by paul at rome because well you know the devil's headquarters i think at the time so as we know, he brought a raging storm against them, and it was so bad that they began tossing equipment and food out of the boat just to stay afloat, okay? And, and they got to the point, it says in Scripture, that they actually lost all hope that they'd be saved. Then, after many days, an angel of the Lord appeared to Paul. Um, he appeared during the night, and he reminded him that, um, he must be brought before Caesar, you know. So basically, he said, "You're going to Rome," and but he did say that his life and the lives of those that were with him on the ship would be spared. And so, let me just go forward to the time. Okay, so by the time they made it to the island of Malta, you know, it was after their ship ran aground and all that. Everything had been lost except their very lives, you know. Um, now, the inhabitants of the island gave them a really warm welcome. As we re- can read, they built a fire to warm them. And uh, as Paul was unloading a pile of firewood into the flames, a viper came out and fastened, you know, onto its hands. And he just shook it off into the fire. And went about as if nothing had happened. And when the natives saw uh, that the snake bite had no effect on Paul, they were amazed. They were amazed and they just watched him. Um, But the word of God assures us everything the enemy does to harm God's people, God will use for their ultimate good. Right, and in the furtherance of his plan. And that's exactly what happened there at Malta. The devil tried to kill Paul with the bite of a serpent. Not only did it not faze him, but all the eyes then of the natives of the island were then fixed upon Paul in wonder. It's like attention was on Paul. So this provided an open door for Jesus to be preached. Okay, and Paul prayed, he laid hands upon and healed the sick of the island after that. And history shows, I didn't know this at the time at all, but history shows 
that not only Malta, but the surrounding islands around it were converted to Christianity through the preaching and healing ministry of Paul during that time. I guess it spread. I don't, we don't really know, but it, it went throughout the islands there, just surrounding Malta. But nothing the devil did, okay, even administering a deadly toxin through the bite of a viper, could stop Paul. Why? He was on assignment. He was on assignment from God. Nothing could stop it. And, and please, let's all think about things going on in our life, right? If you're on assignment, nothing. God's showing nothing can stop it as long as, as we continue on with him, right, and don't give up. But as Norman as I, we talked, you know, we kept talking. But while we were talking, I kept, I kept seeing this vision of of the rod of uh, Asclepius, I, I'm not sure how to say it, Asclepius, but it's that image of the snake wrapped around the pole. Um, and sometimes there's another one, another idol, and it's got two. It's got two snakes. But uh, but we see that everywhere. Okay. But I kept seeing this, and like I said, we see it everywhere in doctors' offices. Uh, you'll see it in hospitals and various healthcare organizations. You know, they display this. What, as I saw the symbol in my spirit, it just kept coming up while we were talking. The Lord showed, he actually showed the devil was at it again. Okay, there we got the snake. Uh, and and then he, he started bringing the pieces together, okay? Just as the kill shot that was intended for Paul was hidden in, a, you know, that bundle of firewood, so now is a deadly toxin, poison, meant to kill mankind, right, being hidden and distributed by the um, so-called healthcare organizations, you know, for the so-called good of humanity. But, but Paul was immune to the bite of the serpent. And we began to talk of, of how the hand of God was covering him uh, when that happened and how the blood of Jesus protected Paul. And suddenly I heard the Lord say, clear as day, interrupted what we were saying to say, the blood of the lamb is immune to the bite of the serpent. I'm going to say it again. The blood of the lamb is immune to the bite of the serpent. And that completely stunned me, you know. Actually, I, I, I started to cry when we were on the phone but as I started to explain what I had just found out a couple of weeks before our discussion uh, when I was doing some uh, online research about what to do for my animals in case of a snake bite. But that's when I found out that healthy sheep are naturally immune to vipers venom. You know, they usually only swell up. If they get bitten, They uh, some of them swell up, but normally continue on as if nothing happens. Um, and the blood of lambs, found this out, the blood of lambs is widely used today to develop anti-venom for snake bites. Okay. But the blood of the lamb is immune to the bite of the serpent. You know, I was, I was truly in awe of how God set it up. And still, it, it's amazing. He set it up to be so from creation, you know. Paul was one of God's sheep on assignment. 
wow. But the Lord then began to show how the happenings um, surrounding Paul's time on Malta are playing out again in our day. And just as Paul picked up a bundle of wood, he was oblivious. He was oblivious to the presence of the serpent. You know, the, the, that venom of the serpent, he didn't know. So many, just like that, just like Paul, many had picked up and received this potion oblivious to the toxins contained in it, you know, and it was shortly, it was shortly before receiving this word, I just want to insert this here, because I was awakened in the middle of the night with the Lord saying, many are going to die, many are, many are going to die, will you get up and pray for them, you know, and many around the world have now been bitten by the serpent, and without God's intervention, will eventually begin to suffer effects of this, this snake bite to one degree or another. But those, those bitten fall into the Lord's show, you know, it's obvious, either his sheep or the unsaved. Now, a lamb's naturally immune to the bite of the serpent. And Paul shook off the serpent, casting it into the fire, and, and went about as if nothing had happened. He was completely clothed, as I said, in the blood of Jesus. And when we're clothed in him, covered by the blood of the Lamb, nothing can by any means harm us. But remember, uh, Paul was unaware a viper was in the woodpile. You know, and I've, I've spoken to several um, people, saints, the ones I've spoken to regarding. Uh, what I'm getting ready to mention here, they were saints, but they were unaware uh, of the the deadly contents when they received the bite. Now, now some were aware uh, of of some of the news items and stuff like that. They'd been warned, but they took it anyway. And it needs to be acknowledged here that only God knows the reason and the intent of the heart of one who's been bitten. Only he knows. The thing those who contacted me had in common was they were experiencing side effects. You know, those, some that didn't know about the contents, and, and then some who did know, or they had heard some rumors, but they took it for various reasons, okay? But the thing about it, they were experiencing side effects and were seeking prayer, Um. And then, of course, the second category is the unsaved, you know, and this is what was shown about that. Um, remember that the Lord told me um, just before this word was given that many were going to die, and he asked if I'd get up and pray for them. And so as soon as I got up to go pray, it was shown that the death. Uh, would be coming from all kinds of sources, you know, which we could go through a list right now of, of, of the many that are going to die and for what reasons. But he specifically pointed out the kill shots and, and the illnesses being produced and sent out from the devil's laboratory. Okay. Um, we were already, I think, at that time, um, hearing of side effects and, and so forth. And we were hearing of a lot of people back six months ago 
off um, that were getting this this illness in in hospitals. So that um, being said, I was shown as many begin to suffer the effects of being uh, bitten by the wicked serpent in whatever form it comes, right, whether illnesses from his lab or supposed vaccines, a great cry will go forth. A great cry will go forth, just as the bite of the serpent provided that open door for Jesus to be preached in Malta, the Lord showed it's going to provide that open door again, okay, again in our day. You know, when they cried out, let's see, let, let me just quote Psalm 107 that talks about that, verse 19 to 21, I believe it is. But when they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, he saved them out of their distresses. He, he sent forth his word and healed them. You know, the sick and dying, you know, they're going to be hungry for the message. Those um, now and in the days ahead, they're hungry uh, for the message. It's only through the blood of the lamb that they may be saved. And that's what the, uh, when they go and they come and they seek prayer, that's what they're told. It's through the blood of the lamb that you may be saved, you know, repent and receive you know, the sacrifice of Jesus, you know, but not only will the blood of Jesus cover their sins, but it will heal them of their sicknesses and redeem their lives from destruction, you know, according to Psalm 132 to 4. And Brother Joseph on that island of Malta, you know, where they brought all the sick to Paul, you know, he prayed, laid hands upon them, and they were all healed. Um, I'm sick and hurting coming in droves, you know, toward the saving and healing message of Jesus Christ. It's going to happen again in a huge way. You know, we touched on this a minute ago, and, and we'll speak more about it in a minute, but God has a huge harvest <laughs> plan just ahead. And he has a people gathered at the gate just the side of the Jordan, you know, like I shared a minute ago. They're being prepared to cross over into enemy territory on a grand scale. Okay, they're on assignment. Nothing the devil does can stop the plan of God. And God will use everything the devil's doing as an open door to preach the saving message of Jesus Christ. And let, let me insert, I, I just want to share a real-life case <laughs> of this happening just recently, okay? And Todd Andrew Farley, I'm saying his full name because there's some other Todds and there's some other Andrews, you know, different folks with the last name. But Todd Andrew Farley, and I'll just call him Andrew, he's a good friend. Uh, of mine and brother of Christ he's given me permission to share a story and now I only have time to give a brief overview uh, of what happened but but you can read his testimony in its entirety on on my website okay but it's titles matters of the heart and I I just made some notes here let me pull them up because like I said I can't I'll read part of his direct words, but I'm just going to 
you know, give a summary here. In late September, and this is 2021, so just a few, you know, a few months ago, he became very ill from the uh, bioweapon germ, as it calls it. Okay, he says he never expected, he never expected to get as sick as he did. Uh, but after a couple weeks of having high fevers, he became so weak that his family, you know, they had, uh, they felt they needed to take him to the ER. And fast forward, it was on his 10th day in the hospital that he suffered several pulmonary embolisms, okay, in his left lung. And he said it nearly killed him. And he was on 100% oxygen. Um, And I... I had never, I don't know a bunch of medical terminology and stuff, but those are blood clots in the lung. For those that were like me, like, okay, I've heard that word. Now, what does it mean exactly? But he was on 100% oxygen, and his pulse was very low. Um, he had inflamed lungs, and he said, here's what he said, I knew that only Jesus would bring me through, and I held on for dear life, even as I quietly proclaimed I would live and not die and proclaim what the Lord had done. Okay, you know, and we know that is from Psalm 118, verse 17. But less than a week later, suddenly five people burst into his ICU room saying the EKG had shown he had had a heart attack. So here he is. Now he's had a heart attack. And they knocked him out. And they ended up intubating him. Now, he had told them he did not under any circumstance want to be intubated, but they did. They did. They knocked him out, intubated him while he, the cardiologist performed an, uh, an angiogram, an emergency, I guess, angio, angiogram. And when Andrew awakened, he was told the scan showed, um, oh, he it was showed extreme blockages in in all three major arteries, plus all his arteries were unusually small, you know, and it, it and he was told it made it impossible to put stents in. So that was out. The cardiologist then told him that um, open heart quadruple bypass surgery was his only option, but but that he was too weak for that. You know, they couldn't even, they couldn't do anything in that regard. It would have to be performed after he had recouped some and was stronger. So they would, they would just keep tabs on that. So he was eventually released from the hospital to a rehab facility to, to begin physical therapy. And then after release from the rehab, he made an appointment with another cardiologist and he wanted a second opinion on his heart options. I mean, he didn't want to go in and have his chest, you know, sawed open and and all that. But after the new doctor received and reviewed the angiogram, she agreed with the original cardiologist, you know, that a bypass surgery, it it looked like the only option they had. But uh, God answered Andrew's prayer. One of his prayers was that this new uh, cardiologist would do another angioplasty, and and she she just 
you know, calls on that and says that she wanted to do an, her own angioplasty before schedule, they scheduled the surgery. And it's like she had it, him come in like within 48 hours. So um, on uh, 12-29, December 29th, after lots of prayer, <laughs> lots of prayer for God's healing by many, many who were praying for him. You know, Andrew asked God. He asked God, he, quote, to put a guard. He asked him to put a guard over his mouth and watch over the door to his lips. So on the 29th, after that prayer, as Gambon, okay, and his mother drove him to the hospital. And, and you know, on the way, he said, Mom, I got to tell you something. Don't be surprised when this thing is over. I believe God's done something huge, and people are going to be very surprised. And after checking in, he told the RN that was assigned to him, he said, Michael, I know this may sound very strange, but I believe they're going to see a different picture than what they're expecting. So don't be surprised if it goes that way. You know, and, you know, he was saying that they were going, oh, yeah, oh, yes, you know, kind of, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to read now a section of what Andrew wrote in his testimony. Okay. He said, then the doctor came in and said, Mr. Farley, I just want you to know we're going to get through all of this together. You know, she was patting his arm and she was very solemn. You know, and as she released my arm, I then said something like, amen, but doctor, I need to tell you something. I then, he said, I then said, you know, I'm a man of faith, right? And she answered, yes. And I said, well, I'm pretty sure that something powerful and supernatural has already occurred since Monday. And I don't want you to be shocked. I believe you're going to see something totally different now than what you've expected. And the same, you know, Pat, oh, well, let's hope so, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and then 15 minutes or so later, he says, I was juiced up but awake and alert, although relaxed, and listening and watching as much as I could on the screen while they went in there and started looking around. The next thing you know, I heard the normally calm and quiet professional doctor loudly exclaimed, and this is kind of the way Andrew told me, I've never seen anything like this in 39 years. This is incredible. And then she came over near me, he says, and put an image up on the screen and said, Mr. Farley, this is your main artery that was so small and here's the blockage, as she pointed, you know, to it with a cursor. These are the images from the, the, the image at the hospital. And then she switched to live, a live screen and pointed to the same artery and continued talking. She said, here is the same artery now. It's clear. It's totally clear. And look at the size of the artery. It's double the size, all of them, all three. I've never seen anything like this before. Now, that's the end of his <laughs> his testimony, but uh, I'll just mention here, Andrew 
Andrew has a background working with various healing and deliverance ministries, okay? Look at what the devil tried to do to him, you know? He struck him. He struck Andrew with his bioweapon to start off. You know, he, he struck him with blood clots in the lungs. It triggered a heart attack. And then he was given a report that he was going to have to have bypass surgery. You know, the devil, the devil so wanted to take him out, but God didn't allow it, you know. Instead, because of Andrew's confession that he would live and not die and proclaim, you know, what God had done, proclaim the goodness of God, and he knew Andrew would do it. He knew Andrew would. And, and then him speaking about his faith in God to heal uh, to all the strangers, everyone that, that he had occasion to have be uh, in contact with at the hospital, uh, pretty much everyone he spoke to on the way to get the scan, you know, he spoke of his faith in a healing God, you know, and, and, and that they would be surprised at what they would soon see. God backed him up. God backed him up. <laughs> you know, doesn't it say in Mark 16, um, Verse 20, and they went forth preaching everywhere, the Lord confirming uh, with them and confirming the word with signs and wonders. You know, it says here, the word working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And and there's several other places in, in the New Testament where God says he confirmed the word that was preached with signs and wonders. And one time God told me, he says, give me something to work with. You know, we have to give God something to confirm, right? We've got to be like Andrew, talking about our faith in God. You know, when, when, when the time's right, is led by the Spirit, right? Uh, but anyway, again, what the enemy meant for harm, God used for the good. And, but it's all for his glory. It's all about winning souls. And I was just thinking, can you imagine how the Lord can now use Andrew? You know, talk about having your faith lit up, being lit on fire. You know, anyway, just to let, you know, I I just hope all of us will just let God minister this to us. You know, in whatever whatever each of us may be going through right now. Now, I'd like, let me... Uh, pull something up here. I'd like to share, as we proceed, something that happened on November 7th of 2021, because it's critical in this hour. I was awakened. Um, I'm, I'm kind of watching. I don't know about the time here, but I, I was awakened. Um, early, you know, I was awakened sound asleep. I was sound asleep and there was this clanging noise that I heard and it was just after 3 a.m. 3 and then I fell back asleep and then it happened again. And then on the third time, you know, when I was sufficiently awake to the point I knew it wasn't a noise from outside, but in the spirit realm, you know, I, the Lord showed me that, but it sounded, it sounded like metal being hit like three times in quick succession. And just, just before, before that third set of clangs ended, I received a vision of um, 
it looked like a pioneer woman standing on her front porch, you know, ringing one of those um, those triangular shaped dinner bells, you know, as kids called the family in from the field. But I knew God was calling upon me to go to my special place. I knew I had to go and sit and commune with him. Um, but as I went um, and sat before him, he began to speak something he had told me previously while in his prayer. And this is what he said. Consecrate yourself. I want to speak to you. Be very still and quiet in the days ahead. It's going to get noisy. You'll be able to hear me. Listen for me, and I'll give you instructions. I will come to you. And then it was just, um, it was a few days later, just after awakening, the Lord said, this is the time to stock up on oil. The time to stock up on oil. And I'll be discussing, you know, the previous instructions here in a minute. Uh, So they'll be repeated. But we all need to be reminded of the importance of that last instruction. You know, this is the time to stock up on oil. Because I was reminded, uh, we all know the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25. But all were waiting for Jesus to return and went out to meet him. But, uh, but because he was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. That describes all of us. You know, five, though, of the virgins were wise and kept, you know, their lanterns full of oil, and the other five, foolish. They didn't. Um, and when the call went out that Jesus was coming, all of them went out. They got up, trimmed their lamps, but then the foolish realized they didn't have enough oil to make it. And the wise told them to go buy it for themselves. And we know that while they were out, Jesus returned and all those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. And afterwards, the foolish virgins returned knocking on the door to be let in. But Jesus told them he didn't know them. So it's very telling. It was very telling that I was awakened from sleep when God told me this you know, in his, you know, mercy, this is the time to stock up on oil. God, in his mercy, is literally giving us a wake-up call right now. That's what uh, he showed. So our focus must be on him. We know, we know that. All of us, I do believe, know that now. But he's stressing our focus must be on him as never before. And I believe what's going to be shared next I'm going to share how to bring everything together. Now, none of what I'm getting ready to share is on the website. Um, There's no articles written about it. But God willing, in the next uh, day or so, it will be. But the title is, It's Time. It's Time. And... Let me just pull up. I'm going to read a few things directly from it. But uh, it was throughout the night of November 25th. Um, the Holy Spirit spoke about the goodness of the judgments of God. And all night, various scriptures were given. They just 
I mean, they just played over and over in my head, in my spirit as I slept. And and I'm going to quote a few, you know, just so you'll know how God was speaking to me, what I was hearing, some of what I was hearing. And that was in, um, let let me just quote Isaiah 26, verse 9. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. And in Psalm 9, verse 7 to 8, the Lord shall return, excuse me, I'm sorry, wrong one, but the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness, and he shall administer judgment for the people in uprightness. And then Psalm 9, verse, let's see, that's verse 15 and 16. The nations have sunk down in the pit where they made, which they made. In the net which they hid, their own foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in a work of his own hand. And then in verse 19 there, it says, Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Now, there were many more um, because this went on and happened again three nights later. And, and he continues to speak to me regarding his judgments. But three weeks later, let me see, this was on December 14th. I was awakened by a deep growling noise. I was immediately made aware this was coming from the spiritual realm. And the Lord was allowing me to hear the growling of the enemy. And, and it sounded, I'm telling you, it sounded like the type of growl uh, of an animal. You know, an animal when they're growling, um, when they're cornered. Uh, I've actually... I've actually seen a lot of that. I used to train dogs and different things, and <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff. But it did. It sounded like the type of a growl when an animal uh, is cornered, that kind of growl when they make it. And it was low, and it was, it was like fierce. You know, like they're trying to intimidate or scare, you know, someone off. And I didn't know. I didn't know why I was allowed to hear this or what was going on so I got up and went to sit before him I began to inquire and I just got silent and um, after communing with him for some time the Lord gave the following vision and I saw myself along with other saints and we were standing on top of this huge rock and and we had like a oh we had a panoramic view of the entire world and everything was all still and quiet until suddenly everything around us began to shake. Everything began shaking and rolling. The ground was actually rolling. And uh, when this begun, as soon as it began, I knew the rock we were standing on was Christ Jesus because we were not affected. You know, we weren't affected at all. We didn't even feel shaking. But the world around us was collapsing. And at first, you know, we saw like huge boulders and rocks. They were falling as if from the sky. And then they got smaller and smaller 
until all that was coming down was like a fine powder. It was, it was just literally a powder is what I saw. Now, that's the end of the vision, but the Lord showed this to be the collapsing of the kingdoms of this world as his judgments are released. You know, a shift, a shift in the spirit has occurred, and, and the stage being set for the kingdoms of this world to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Praise God. As we know, there are many examples in the Old Testament of God holding back judgment, you know. He times his judgments with the fullness of sin. And when a people or nation's sin reaches its fullness, judgment can no longer be stayed. When it reaches its fullness, judgment, the Lord does not stay it any longer. The Lord's saying it's time. You know, this is the time we're entering. Almost a year ago, you know, God asked his people, are you ready to submit the petition? Uh, It was shown that God was waiting on his saints to petition him, the courts of heaven, to render his holy righteous judgment. When he asked that question, are you ready to submit the petition? Only he knew the answer to that question, right? Only he knew whether his people were ready. Because before the remnant petitions God to release his judgments, she must be ready to be used as instruments of his righteousness in the harvest which will follow. You know, I'm going to read a couple of verses just because some people, it's like, what do you mean instruments of his righteousness? But let me read just a couple of verses that probably most on this call um, are aware of, but this addresses her being used as his instrument. Second Corinthians 10, verse 5 to 6, and especially pay attention to verse 6. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Wow. And then in Psalm 149, verse 5 to 9, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment praise God but a final it's a final cleansing purification the Lord shown is going to take place to prepare his remnant church, you know, that spiritual temple of God on the earth, to prepare her to be filled with his glory. And I was shown soon they're going to act as catalysts to ignite the fire needed to burn up that remaining, uh, well, remaining impurities and rot, right, within his temple, you know, within you, within me, you know, it'll, it'll be enough. 
type situation when when much pressure and persecutions brought against the saints worldwide, and it'll be at this time the remnant of God all over the earth. Now, this is a key, not just in this little pocket or over here. It's all the remnant of God connected by God through the Spirit will rise up in one accord. They're going to cry out for the Lord to fill them with his Spirit and power so they may speak his word in all boldness. They'll cry out for the Lord to release judgment against the kingdoms of darkness. You know, God will answer their cry, just as he did for that first century church in Acts 4. You know, they were filled. They were filled with the Spirit of God, and it actually shook the building they were in. And and they went out and spoke the word with all boldness when they were filled. They, they needed that special touch for that time, that season they were entering to be able to be bold once they were told, shut your mouth and do not even Jesus or teaching his name anymore, you know, or else, right? But as we know the rest of that story, they we know that they uh, later they were referred to as those who were turning the world upside down, you know, and, and um, the New Testament talks about entire towns that were converted at times by their preaching. So I'm going to stop for just a second to summarize where we are, you know, before I before I finish, let me kind of went ahead just a minute there. But as I as I already mentioned, let's just summarize for a second. God has a remnant gathered at what He's shown to be a narrow gate, just the size of the Jordan. And just as when the Israelites were at this juncture, God's telling us to prepare to cross over. We're to get our houses in order. God, God's giving us specific instructions because we've never passed this way before, have we? We've never passed this way before, just like he told Joshua to tell them. Um, we're to be quiet and still before him in the season. You know, he's telling each one of us, listen for me. I will give you instructions. I will come to you. Now, he's also telling us now is the time to stock up on oil. We know what that means. And and as mentioned, the Lord let me, he's let me hear the growling of the enemy. You know, the, the devil's not only angry, but he feels cornered knowing he's, you know, he's only got so much time to stop the plan of God. You know, he's trying to stop the completion of God's spiritual temple right now. Woo! But as shown by the example of Paul and many others, you know, I gave just one little example right now, and I know it's happening around the earth, his attacks upon the body of Christ provide an open door for Jesus to be preached. You know, then when God begins performing miracles of healing and, and, and such, you know, raising the dead, the works of the devil are destroyed. And the kingdom of God wins more souls. And we know it's, it's, it's about winning souls. But as I just mentioned, you know, events coming will act 
as a catalyst to ignite that fire needed for final purification of the spiritual temple. You know, the very body of Jesus to be filled with his glory. And um, when that act for situation causes the saints to rise in one accord, crying out for God to fill them with his spirit and power and to be able to speak his word and boldness, they'll also, will also petition the Lord in one accord to release his judgments against the kingdom of darkness. You know, God will answer the cry of his remnant. You know, at that point, that appointed time, he's going to come to us in a manner we've not experienced before. You know, he's going to fill his temple with his glory. And he's going to part the waters of the Jordan and bring her across. She'll then be totally transformed final preparation to enter the camp of the enemy. Oh my Lord God Almighty. And when this transformation is complete, his remnant will be sent forth to carry out his instructions. God's army will be sent into the spiritual camp of the enemy. You know, it's that place of true warfare, the spiritual camp. And these instruments of his righteousness are going to be used to set captives free, uh, to bring in the greatest harvest ever to hit the planet. And saints, I'm just, I know this is just an amazing time. And the amazing harvest of souls for the kingdom of God that we've all been praying for is just ahead. What a time to be alive, as we were talking earlier. And I I just want to say that I love all of you, and and I pray that this this sharing has given much encouragement, you know, given so much encouragement that that's what God's wanting to give us, you know, that nothing, nothing can stop the plan of God. Nothing can stop the assignment of a saint that is is following the instructions of his God, has his total focus ahead on Jesus and and going about doing his will. So I just I just think this is a good stopping point. You know, turn the mic back over to you, John. Praise God. Yep. That, that that pretty much nails it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And um and I you know, everything that the Lord um showed you is accurate. Um uh, you know, um exactly how it's gonna go down for each individual. Um there's lots of prophecies, dreams, and visions of Tommy Hicks vision that uh is highlighted in the book How to Heal the Sick with uh, Charles, Charles and Francis Hunter. Um but you can look it up on the internet. That one captures it. It's also captured in the parable of Matthew 22, where there are two groups that are sent out. Um, you know, you've you got the final harvest that ultimately happens, you know, after the three days of darkness in the, in the sixth seal. That'll be the wheat, har- that'll be the wheat uh, um, harvest, mm-hmm. ultimately, which is the final harvest. And then there's the harvest that is right. taking place today. Um, which is happening in in real time. So, um, you know, we we are in a state of harvest even now. Um, And uh, 
then as the days grow uh, ever so much more dark, um, you know, um, as far as, you know, again, this is what I preach because it's what the Lord showed me and it's in the scripture. Um, there are th- there are three watches. There's a barley harvest, a wheat harvest and a great and a grape harvest, which is in Revelation 14. Uh, the final harvest is going to be uh, during the day of the Lord. And it's going to be a pretty darn ugly time on the earth. And boy, let me tell you something. There's going to be a lot of people screaming. And, and you know what? Even the even the barley harvest, as a matter of fact, uh, Brother David Doetry, who has shown the, the barley harvest, the uh, first uh, watch, which is mentioned in uh, Luke 12, verse 35, 36, it's not mentioned explicitly. It, it's implied because Jesus comes back from the wedding supper to pick up the second watch. Blessed is he who is part of the second watch, and then blessed is he who is part of the third watch. So you're able to map these back to the harvest of Israel and all that kind of stuff. And it, 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 it you know, and, and anyway, and anyway, without getting into all the details, I've covered that on prior radio shows. Um, it also reconciles um, a lot of things. It reconciles the notion of a quote final harvest, which would be that final harvest that occurs uh, during the darkest period of time on the earth, um, which is during the day of the Lord or right after, you know, right in the midst of it. Um, And then you have the harvest really that is taking place right now. Uh, There's a lot of people that are being touched, woken up, dreams and visions in the night, Um, people that are being touched through prayers, spiritual warfare prayers, prayer for uh, the lost in different parts of the world. And, 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 And these miracles are occurring and the reports are coming in from all kinds of Christian news sources all over the world and a lot yeah. of people are coming to, to Christ right now um, uh, and it, and so the, the, the harvest is in progress and and uh, even David Doetry who uh, um, was shown the barley harvest, the first group or the first rescue mission, the first watch he, uh, that was prior to the day of the Lord and we know that because uh, the, the day of the Lord is going to be after the great global earthquake in Revelation 6 12 and that's going to be really bad and um so there's going to be a lot of loss of life of course because of the meteor that hits into the atlantic ocean off the coast of puerto rico but what i'm trying to get get to here is even david doetry who was shown the barley harvest was shown a series of some really bad events that occur um and people are holed up in their houses and they're panicking they're scared for their lives they don't know where to turn to and guess what there's our opportunity we'll know it we'll know it we'll know when these things are happening mm-hmm. we will know we will feel the pull to leave our houses we will feel the pull of the holy spirit to get out there and start knocking on doors you know um you know we're going to become yeah. you know uh we're going to be those who go out and and help people understand that all the horrible things that are happening you know the the power grid being down and they're panicking and oh no what am i going to do and you know and and and, and you know what we're going to be the ones that are out there with our propane tanks and our and our supplies of food that a lot of people didn't think of having and, you know, handing out food and handing out, you know, all kinds of things. I've got a ton of stuff. And you know what? You don't want to be, you know, stockpiling food without the intention of using it to bring people to Jesus. Okay, so it, 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 the opportunities that are that are going to be presented to all of us as the days grow darker uh, iterative, iterative, it, bleh, iteratively over the next who knows how many years might be a couple of years, might be shorter than that even. Um, but um, uh, now, really uh, you know, to, to, to your point um, you know, um, I, I've explained this and I, you may not even be aware of this, um, 
uh, Diana, but I've told many people many times that, you know, we, we touch the globe. This, this program touches the world. Okay. And I believe it is nothing less than a type of unfortunate sin of the American church to think that they are somehow special, which is unfortunately the case with the um, evangelical Church of America. They honestly do believe with all of their heart that they are somehow special. Uh, that is not the case. In fact, the United States is judged, uh, the two most judged countries in the entire world are the United States of Babylon the Great or the United States of America and Israel. They, the, and why is that? Because Jesus said, I would want for you to not, neither be cold nor hot, but because you are lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. God is not happy with people that got four or five Bibles sitting around the house and they don't take any time to read all right, and and that includes pretty much the vast majority of everybody that calls themselves an evangelical Christian. I know that now a few of them maybe maybe do read their their Bibles and good for them, uh, but uh, but I can tell you they got some dorked up iniquity in their hearts and they're planning on doing things they shouldn't ought to be doing because Jesus would never do that. We're, we are Jesus on this earth, and I, and I think you will get a kick out of this, Diana. I was explaining to people because this is a global ministry. We talk to people all over the world. I talk to people con- continuously in Australia. As a matter of fact, I believe the next guest we're going to be having on this uh, this coming this Sunday what is in a part of uh, Australia which is essentially under a type of martial law and they are you know in situations where they're forced to, to you know they don't really have a choice but to be vaccinated um, otherwise they're unable to leave they're taken to essentially the equivalent of a kind of a nice FEMA camp um, uh, it, their situation is very bad if they leave their house without a mask uh, the police have uh, full rights to go up to them and beat them half to death and drag them to the hospital and throw them into a bed so um, uh, we're going to have a believer that'll be joining us I believe you know if everything goes well and he's able to call in I pray that he can he's going to be given testimony about that that we have people in different parts of the world that are in dire situations and they don't have any choices um and um and i've told people and again i don't know know that you even are aware of this diana but i've told people god god respects God responds. The scripture says in John 14, 13, uh, 12, 13, and 14, Jesus says, you know, without quoting it directly, but the key words in the midst of that scripture, when Jesus is telling us, you know, that, that if we ask for anything in his name, he mentions in the middle of that, he says, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Okay, the key to that understanding is to understand that when you expect a miracle, you need to stand out in faith and you need to proclaim it just like uh, Diana's friend did. That's the difference. If mm-hmm. he had been wicked and he hadn't said nothing to nobody, he probably wouldn't have received that healing at all because that's how our Father operates. He wants to be glorified. So when I was telling people, if you get forced into a situation where you don't have any choice to take it, you know, a, but a vaccine and you, you're backed in that corner, you put your hand on that doggone needle and you stay in the mighty say it loud in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ i render this into saline in jesus name it shall have no negative effect on me in jesus name and you say it loud so everybody in the entire room hears it i know a lot of people who have done that and i'm telling you they didn't get touched i know entire churches that have taken the mrna vaccine and not one of them is is, is dropping over I'm, I'm telling you folks the power of the lord jesus but you got to understand that you have that power you got to stand in that power you got to proclaim it loud you got to be like the sons of thunder stand on the rock be like Stephen. don't be afraid and if you and if you have that kind of faith god will reward it you don't want to be hiding in the corner chewing your nails down in the basement thinking about things that you shouldn't ought to be thinking about and being afraid 
Because perfect love casts out all fear. We are not given a spirit of, of, of fear, but a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And when we understand that those scriptures are our scriptures, that Luke 10, verse 19, um, behold, I give you a, a authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let, let me look at my Bible. Oh, accept the vaccine. No, it doesn't say that. That's what I'm trying to explain. The point of the matter is that everything that Diane has experienced, which I love, experientially through the testimony of her friend and through what the Lord has shown her, is absolute biblical fact. As a matter of fact, it's even uh, I, there's even a particular scripture I'll share with you real quick before we close down. Um, I'm going to pull it up real fast. I don't have it. This I, I actually do have it memorized, but I want to give you the chapter and verse. Um, and I'm scrolling up to find it real quick. Okay, I'm almost there. Oh, wow. That's really cool how like this humongous document like opened right <laughs> up the exact same place I wanted to see. Okay, like check it out. All right, so um okay, so this is okay, I got to go up a little bit further. We cast out demons and there we go. Mark 9:25. Now, if you want to see the most uh the majority of Jesus's dealing with demons and things like that. <clears throat> Okay, the book of, you know, the Gospel of Mark is, is one of the better ones. It has the, the majority of, the, of it. There's, it's all over, but the book of Mark is really, it's the best for finding that stuff. Now, listen to this. People don't think about this. They don't analyze their scripture very well. They're really, we're all kind of clumsy about how we read our Bibles, and that's unfortunate because you're missing exceedingly important stuff. Okay, you have what's known as the explicit meaning of the scripture, which is what you read on the book, on the paper, and then you have what's known as the implied meaning of the scripture, which is oftentimes, many times more important than the explicit meaning. And another problem is theology is taught when they go to theological college and schools and things like that or whatever, wherever they go to get misled, they are taught that context is everything. And that's a lie from the devil. Sometimes you have to remove the context to understand that it's applicable to all Christians worldwide, and, he's, and, in, and, and, and the event that occurred is applicable to all of us throughout thousands of years of time. But if you don't remove the context from it, you don't understand that, and you don't spiritually discern the word. Until you can get to a spiritual discernment of the word, you are still a baby in your understanding of what the Bible is talking about. All right, look at Mark 9.25. There is a hidden mystery here. And I will quote it to you exactly as it's written in the New King James. Mark 9, verse 25. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, comma, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Now listen. Why did Jesus wait till the people came running together? Why did Jesus wait until the people came running together so the Father could be glorified in the Son? Get it? The spiritual discernment of the Scripture is everything connects beautifully. There is a harmony from the beginning to the end, and the only thing that messes people up quite frequently is context, which is taught by the theological colleges, and they will never progress past baby, you know, childlike understandings of the Scripture at best. That's why you don't learn anything in in church. I know. I've been there plenty of times. And then, um, and uh, and the other problem is um, we have to, of course, always, always, always remember that we are under the love covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Christ. So anytime Jesus would come along and say, you have heard it said that if you want to get divorced, you can do this, that, and the other thing. But I say, <laughs> see, when Jesus says, but I say, he's raising the bar. That means he's, he's executing the new covenant in his blood. Okay, and that new covenant right. takes precedence over the old covenant. So you can never go back to the Old Testament and say, well, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to do this. Because everything that Jesus said, when, every, when he came and he proclaimed the new, the new covenant, and he laid down the new set of rules, which, by the way, he deputized his apostles to go out and do as well. Okay, so you've got to take into consideration all of the commandments, not just from Jesus, but from also the apostles. First Peter, Second Peter, First John, Second John, you name it, it's out there. Got to read it, got to know it. But it all has harmony when you understand that when Jesus came here, he raised the bar. And now it's no longer okay Absolutely. to go out and stone your children to death, like in Deuteronomy or whatever, because they, you know, <laughs> backtalked you or whatever. Okay, we're under the love covenant. All right, praise mm-hmm. Jesus. Thank God for that. Yeah. But the key to understanding is what Sister Diana experienced in, you know, through the testimony of her friend. Okay, it was his act of faith, his speaking that mm-hmm. faith forward. That's what yep. supercharged the father. That that at that point, the father simply responded, and the miracle occurred. We don't walk out there mamby pamby and scared. We we just like the sister Diana pointed out, and, and you know for for all you know she was led to all of these things from a completely different set of sources. She didn't. We didn't conspire before the program and decide how we were going to synchronize <laughs> our testimonies. I'm here to tell you. I'm just showing you that we came to the same results from two completely unrelated directions. And that's why I was so powerfully led to get her to come on the show and share this because I've used the island of Malta. I've even explained to people, I said, think about it. So get this, (laughs) Diana, you're going to love this. So like I'm (laughs) bored, right? And, 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 and the, and the, the shots are just starting to come out and everybody's marching around with their signs going, Mark the beast, Mark of the beast. And I'm like, don't do that. You're going to call into question all of our credibility. We're all going to look like a bunch of goof nuts and no one's going to listen to us. And we're going to be, you know, and I'm like, uh, Oh no, nobody's reading their Bible. And, and you know, the whole thing. Well, while that's going on, I'm actually watching a movie. Okay, all this stuff is going on, and I'm watching a movie, and I knew about the the thing with Paul, and I, I knew that you know that was that was a perfect example of of Paul being absolutely immune to the bite of a viper. What do the fangs of a viper look like? A needle. They look like a needle, mm-hmm. and out comes poison. What does the mRNA vaccine look like? A needle, and what comes out? Poison. When, it, when you read Mark 16, 16, 17 to 18, it says, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues, and they will take up serpents. And, they drink. and if they ingest, see, if you look at the word drink in the Greek, it means to ingest in any way, any way, shape, or form. If anything that goes into your body, if anything deadly goes into your body, it will by no means hurt you. That's what it says. So do you believe? Because if you don't believe, you can bet it's going to hurt you. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. All right. So thank you, Jesus. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. and if not, I mean, for those, you know, and then, of course, there is the benefit. The one benefit that, that you know, that people like yourself, through the call of the Lord, 
myself, you know, I do this on the prayer vigil, and I, of course, I'm always hoping and praying that people will continue to do to you know pray anything that they learn on the prayer vigil that they'll take it and continue to do it on a daily basis because the more the merrier, the more we can mm-hmm. you know take the devil's honey down into another dimension, the better because uh, you know Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, and that's our job too. So when you're busy about the father's business, guess what? You get all the fringe bennies. (laughs) While everybody else is running around with their hair on fire, we're walking out there in the name of Jesus saying, fire of God on you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, and they're out there going, uh, hey, man, you sure a little bit of that hot dog with me? (laughs) You know? So, uh, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I plan on, you know, when the meteors start falling and everything, and, you know, I'm, I'm planning on being out there, you know, knocking on doors and absolutely. touching people's lives. Yeah. So I think the the Lord, absolutely. Can, yeah. You, I think the worst thing you can do is, get, you know, let the fear of the devil get into your head. You know, that's the time. Go hide to, in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Put on Jesus. Get out there and proclaim his name and be overt about it. Be loud. Don't be shy. Mm-hmm. Knock on those doors and mm-hmm. tell people, man, I'm here to tell you the good news. We're not staying and you're coming with me. I can even point to you <laughs> in the Bible. You're right here in Matthew 22. You're going to be a guest at the wedding. <laughs> and they'll go like, oh, really? Well, cool, man. I'm in. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, thank you so Absolutely. much, Sister Diana. What what incredible synchronicity, harmony, whatever you want to call it, synergy, uh, that you came to from, um, wow, just all kinds of supernatural happenings, um, touches, testimonies, and the moral of everything that the Lord showed you has total harmony with everything that the Lord showed you. Praise God, you know, I, I you know, yeah. I, I was very pleased Praise that you quoted God. Isaiah 26, 9, because I quote it continuously, because people, <laughs> just, it's a blessing. It's called, I call, Isaiah 26, 9 is what I call, there's no such mm-hmm. thing as an atheist and a foxhole verse. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, absolutely. When the absolutely. bombs are dropping. You know, even even Billy Joel in his song um, "Goodbye Saigon," he's like, "And we prayed to Jesus Christ with all of our might." Who would think that God would use a war situation to bring people to Him? That's right. how it works. Right. Hallelujah! Right. <laughs> Do you want to post a prayer for us tonight and tell everybody where they can go and sure. find your work? Yeah. Oh, you bet. Yes, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time together, Lord. We earnestly pray for your kingdom to come. And we pray for your perfect will. Only your will be done on the earth, Lord. And I ask that the Holy Spirit will continue to minister what was spoken tonight, uh, that each individual receives as you intend, as you intended for them. So um, help us, Lord, help us in heeding your instructions to be quiet and still before you so that we can hear your voice for our individual instruction in the days ahead. And we thank you. We ask you all this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Um, yeah, my website, themightyhandofgod.com, and some just type in B, the letter B, as in boy, um, B, the network. Dot com. Yeah. So uh, either one of those you can you can uh, get on the website. 
Praise God. The mighty hand of God.com. Praise Jesus. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and what's the other one? Be the network. Is that right? Be the network. Yes. Be, be the, the network. network. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, yeah. folks, that has nothing to do with 5G. Praise Jesus. So anyway, God bless you all. Thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> has nothing to do with Elon Musk, uh, Starlink, just for your, uh-uh, you know, your, uh-uh. uh, just so you know. All right. Praise Jesus. But anyway, um, uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Wednesday, February the 23rd. Um, still, I am currently watching, just so you know, I'm watching a live webcam out of Kiev, the Ukraine. A couple of ambulances driving around, but uh, eh, nothing much going on. Looks like it's another dud. Uh, praise Jesus, but we'll just go ahead and wait and see. You know, um, Putin might wait till another day, or he may just grab all the people out of Donetsk, Donbass, and Luvonsk, or whatever it is, and just take them back to the Russia and make us all look like a bunch of, well, what we are. <laughs> you know, I mean, the media anyway. So anyway, God bless you all. We'll see you at the Friday Night Prayer Vigil, 7 p.m. Lord willing. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Powerful program. Thank you, John. Thank you much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise His holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure. Until you come back for your bride to set her free. Write our names in your book of life. We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice. As we lift your name on high. Renew our mind. Renew our soul, remove the scars from our past, and deem us righteous. We rebuke all deceptive lies. When will your coming be? When will your trumpets sound for me? Till then, we will endure. We are the branches. On a living tree When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Watch us as we trim our wicks, our lamps are full, our hearts are right. Like those five wise virgins, we will be. Your bride awaits thee patiently. Longing for that 
blessed sound that dead will rise. The churches gather, we're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then, we will endure until you come back for your bride to set it free. I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.